0: Well, good morning, welcome to the second service. Why don't we stand to our feet as we get ready for what the Lord wants to do today. Hello, everybody online, we're glad you're with us. The Holy Spirit showed up in our first service. Something is happening, something is shifting. I don't know if you can feel that, but I just want Cam to come and just to share a little bit of a testimony before we get started here, so come on out.
1: A series of seemingly unrelated events is taking place right now. It's been happening for a while. Pieces started to come together this morning that have been surprising. Just the most recently, I'll share a few. Friday morning in a, in a prayer group, we're leaning into God, and something has changed in the last two weeks. A level of authority and clarity shocked the room. We're all looking at each other like... Did that just happen? We crossed a threshold. This last Friday, a word came out about seven. There's something about seven. There's something about seven. There's something about seven. And in the background, different ones have started getting some downloads from God on their own. Unexpected. Out of the blue, the Holy Ghost drops right where they are. Pastor Paul's got a a testimony of that happening. Some others do as well. Last night we gather here as people just just praying and seeking God. And we lean into some things and, and we're suddenly aware of the generations. Ages that have gone before us and they've been disciplined and they've been, they sought God, they sought God, they sought God, they prayed their guts out, they wept on this floor And we honored that generation and and there was the awareness of how it's now our turn to carry. And we've got to be faithful because another generation's coming. And then this cry for revival. We're trying to close the meeting and something boils up. Revival, revival, revival. We weren't praying about revival but it just boiled up. Revival, revival. And then this morning, it's a one-hour service. What could possibly happen in a one-hour service? Everything if the Holy Spirit shows up. So God's been speaking to somebody else, and they're feeling revival. They're reading into revival. Holy Spirit's asking them to talk about revival. We crossed over this morning. Spiritually speaking, if you lick your finger and you put it up in the air, The wind is blowing already. You can feel it. I know you can feel it. Holy Spirit's on the move right now. So don't wait. Don't wait. Don't wait. The wind's rising.
0: So the groundwork has been set. I'm telling you, I don't know if you can feel it, but I'm going to ask you right now. We are going to push past all the stuff that comes with our world and we are going to connect directly to him now because something is happening now and he wants to move now so we partner with you holy spirit we say have your way this morning in jesus name let's worship him it's interesting how the lord works uh we're gonna have a few people come and pray here in a second i want uh, drew to get ready and uh cam and teresa i just want you to share that word you had but uh So funny, I was sitting there and I just felt like I needed to tell Jenna that in about 20 seconds we're going to release some words and prayers. And then, of course, Jim Donater walks up to me and Mark's watching the service online, right? Hi, Mark. And he's like, we should release a word right now, right? And so we're going to do that right now is I want Cam to come and just release what God has. Actually, hold on, I want Teresa to come first. What she shared with me I thought was an excellent uh, just example or vision of what God's trying to do here. So this morning
2: at first service I saw this image and it was a stake in the ground. Now if you want to get a small stake in the ground, all you need is a sledgehammer and you need to hit it a few times and it's gonna go in the ground. But if you want to build a building, if you want to build a skyrise, you need to build you need to get a large piece of equipment to get this large pillar into the ground and you need to smack it and you need to smack it and you need to smack it in order to get it deep into the ground so then you can build on top of it and that's what I saw God wants to build a foundation and he needs to be able to have truth being smacked into what we build upon
0: so God is he's trying to go deep right now we got a glimpse in the first service of what he wants to do, but now he wants to go deeper because he's trying to get a hold of our hearts too in order to accomplish what he wants to do, right? So Cam, why don't you come and release you?
1: So what I was struck with was two vantage points because this sound is coming and, and it's people on earth agreeing with what's happening in heaven. And if you're a priest and you're standing in the temple of God and you're hearing the sound, you agree and you release, you, you, know, you move, you prophesy, you pray, whatever it is. But if you see yourself standing on the outside, looking at it happening, there's a bit of a disconnect and you're like, so what do I do? And so the question in the spirit is, where are you standing? Who do you think you are? If the the answer in your heart right off the bat is, well, I see myself standing on the outside and I'm not sure where I fit. Then your prayer needs to look like, okay, Lord, your word says, I'm a priest in the house of God. Your word says, my body is the temple. Your word says, I'm part of a royal priesthood. Now, shift the way I think. Shift the way I believe. Shift the way I understand. Give me language and expression to stand in the holy place, hear God, and agree.
3: You know, I just really felt like, uh, I think it's Malachi 4 6, it says that these are the days of Elijah. That these are the days in which God is calling the hearts of the fathers to the children, and the hearts of the children to the fathers. So I want every father to stand up in the house. Every father, stand up in the house. That's you, buddy. You're, you're a dad. I know. It's just, all the kids are an indication that you know. That that's the indication, by the way. Or if you carry the father's heart, because really, I just want to. I just want to pray for the children who have been in this house, the children who have prophesied in this house, the children who have released words. And I was joking with Diana earlier. I said, "Is that Ken's version of rap?" Because I, and I said there was this man, Saul who's a son to me, and he's going to come back, and he's going to prophesy in this house again. And I prophesy that. Yeah, and my boys, they danced on this dance floor with power. Yeah, with power, with dances of power, and released power and authority that they were meant to carry on the earth. And I say, you will carry that on the earth. Yeah, and you all have children that used to be in this house. And we just declare, you will be who you are called to be. You will walk in the path you were meant to walk in. And we even have brothers and sisters who do not know who they are, but they do know in their spirits because the fire of the living God burned in them at one point. And we release we agree to the release of fire again. Release that fire again, God. Stir in them. Stir in them the words that you spoke to their hearts. The words that they released on the earth to come to pass. The covenants that they made with a Holy Father. The covenants that they made. Remember them that they would ring in their ears. That they would be bursting Bursting with power that they are meant to walk in in this hour, in this day. And we say, yes, yes, Lord God, they are yours and you gave them to us, but they were yours first. And we lift them up to you. We lift them up to you, dads. We lift them up to you and we agree with you for their destiny, for the hope that they are for this world for this time, in the mighty name of Jesus Christ.
0: So we're going to go into a song here, and there's a reason for it, I, just to kind of seal this time up, is our worship team has come into a place where they've been declaring the things of God, and some of us have been able to come with them. We've just listened to these guys come and declare the Word of God. So now it's an opportunity for everybody to participate whether it's just singing the words of the song maybe that's where you're at don't just sing them declare them that's what we're moving from is just singing words to declaring the words secondly as we're singing this over our community and our city if god starts to speak to you by his holy spirit just whispering to you about certain things that need to shift things that need to change things that uh, he wants to do don't be afraid of straying away from the song and just declare those words right so as we go into this let's just do this for the next couple minutes so go ahead guys
4: there's actually a pattern when the pillars are driven into our lives man this is mostly for you when the pillars when god drives those pillars into us it creates conviction or it creates shame and when there's shame we forget our identity and where god has called us to step up as high priests we step back and as we go into this song i feel like god is breaking shame off fathers there is deep-rooted shame that we don't even realize is shame. And God's saying, let that shame go because I want to bring conviction because conviction is healthy. Conviction is good. Conviction causes us to step up to another level. And this is for the mothers too. There are mothers across this room who you feel you're not doing the right thing. (laughs) That's a lie. And as we go into this song, God's actually speaking to every single one of us. And I know that shame's being broken. Shame, you have no place here. You have no place in the homes watching online. You have no place in our hearts, in our lives, in our in our in our community. And God, we ask for your conviction. Because there are new levels coming. Holy Spirit, fall. We have to know the difference between conviction and shame. We have to know the difference. Because conviction will call us higher. But shame will hold us down. And we have to be people who are willing to allow God's conviction. Because let's be honest, there are some of us, when the Wi-Fi is a little bit slow, when it's going to space, we get angry. And in those moments... We need God's conviction because if we actually want revival it's going to take work. It has to it has to take work. God is going to ask us to do something different, to do something we don't want to, and if we're not willing to step into God's conviction, we're going to miss out. This, this last, about a week ago, God asked me to read Acts. A week ago, I borrowed a book from Pastor Chris called God's Generals, and it's about the stories of revival that have happened throughout the generations, the good and the bad. And as I was reading the book yesterday, the Holy Spirit fell in my room, and, and, I, and I did the, whoa, and I spilled coffee on Pastor Chris's book so I messaged him and I apologized but when the Holy Spirit fell in my room he said now is the time this is the time this is the time to pray for healing this is the time to pray for people to come this is the time for to pray and to believe that God will move but for that to happen we have to be willing (laughs) we have to be willing to accept it to allow God to convict us to allow God to step in and say hey do this because I'm going to change that person's life and we have to be willing to say okay God I don't want to I might whine about it but I need to listen to you and so, as as we wrap up, I feel uh, can we just all stand up? That happened to me this week and this morning in the first service. There was story and story and story of God moving and promising revival. And I feel like we need to today make a declaration. And so if, if there is someone in your life who needs healing, if there's someone in your life that you've been praying for a long time, if you want a new level of the Holy Spirit to fall on you and in your life, if you have not been baptized in, tongue, in, in the Holy Spirit and you don't speak in, in tongues, I actually feel like this is the moment. So if you know someone or you are someone, just raise your hand. because this is a moment. God, we humbly come to you and we ask for revival. We ask for your revival. We ask for you to move and you to work and you to do your thing. And God, we declare today that where bodies need healed, healing will happen right now. There's someone with, I don't know, arthritis, something in your hands and something in your toes and God, I declare hands and, he- and toes healed right now. <laughs> Fingers will grow back. God, I declare it. I see it. And God, we are going to believe for the unthinkable. God, I declare that liver diseases, liver problems would go right now. That where there are aches and pains, God, I, I call a restoration and your healing power to just move through those bodies right now. And God, for the lost, for the ones we have been crying for for years, for our community, for those people that don't even know you, don't even recognize you, or not even looking for you. God, I just pray that whole, your Holy Spirit will fall right now. Radical transformation. God, we come with our little faith and we say, Do your thing. We believe. Take the little that I have. Take the little that we all have. Take the little that we can offer. And God, do your thing. God, you know. You know. You see. And we thank you for who you are and what you've done and what you're doing and what you're going to do. And God, I pray a blessing over this nation. We are the healing nation. And it is time. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' mighty name.
5: Amen. I just kind of felt it in my spirit as we were worshiping that, you know, what if, what if people were to return home? What if people were to return like the prodigal son and they're not a polished product? What if what if they returned and their you know the whole speck of logs in their eye was apparent? What if what if they returned and they weren't quite churchy people? <laughs> you know, could we could we accept them? Could we call them in and bring them in and love them? And I was reminded of the, the parable of the workers in the vineyard, and some showed up at 7 in the morning and they were promised denarii. And then there was some that showed up at noon and 3 o'clock and 5 o'clock and work was done by 6, but they all got paid the same. Are we going to be that worker in the morning that's going, hey, come on, you can't just walk in here and start prophesying. You can't just receive the Spirit of the Lord that we've worked so hard for. You can't just walk in and almost like the prodigal son coming home, I don't want to be that older brother that says, hey, you took off, man, okay? I, I did things the right way. I did this, that, and the other, and you went off into the world, and you made your choice. No, I want to call you home as a brother. I want to call you home as a sister. I don't want to sit there with judgment in my heart. I don't want to be that self-righteous Christian that just has to point out your sins to you. I want to bring you in. I want to love you. I want you to experience what is going on. Experience the love of God. And I don't want to put a limitation on you. I want you to dive into the deep end and start swimming. Just dive in with us. Experience the love of the Father and let us right, I repent on behalf of the church, Father. We want people to come home desperately. We want to love them. No judgment. We don't want to say, you got to meet this threshold to get through the door. Come, come. We invite you in. The love of the Father is for everybody. I don't care where you are at in your life. Come home. Jesus.
0: I don't know if you guys have noticed, like, the last two weeks, it's like, I think everybody could preach in here. Right? It's as if God is speaking to his people. And that's what we are asking him to do. Right? Right? And he's doing it. So Bernice, come on up.
6: Oh, Ramasitita, Kitita. I first want to declare that I serve a God who's great and awesome. Yeah. He doesn't have to ask me <laughs> what I want to do. He doesn't have to make himself the way I want him to be. He is who he is. And I believe right now God's been shaking me, and I believe that God is saying I'm on the move. And I feel like God is saying this is a Gideon moment. And we're each in our little place, threshing out our little stuff. And we've been muzzled, you know, slowly but surely, political correctness. We've been muzzled. And we haven't really been what we should be. And God is saying to you and to me, this is the Gideon moment. I'm ready to move. And unfortunately, he's not taking everybody. He's not like that. He's not like there was 30,000 that were willing to follow Gideon. He ended up with 300. And I'm saying today that God is looking for the 300 My boys have been talking about the Navy SEALs, you know, men in the flesh who can give up so much and who can do so many things. Think about what that would look like if it was in the spirit. Think about what that would look like in the spirit, my friends. And so God is saying he's ready to move and he's saying he's ready to take you, but you're going to have to lay it down. It's going to have to be laid down. We can't do business as usual. You can't decide whether or not you're going to go to church. You're going to have to go when he tells you, stay home. And he says, he is going to tell you how to move. He's going to tell you what you need to lay down. He's going to tell you. And I want to be one of those. I want to be one of those. And I'm asking you, church, do you want to be one of those? Then we've got to be one of them. And so, Lord God, here we are. I look at myself, the weakest one in this room, and I say, God, with your strength, all things are possible. And even through me, you could do mighty things.
0: Well, there you go. (laughs) Right? Well, seriously, what do I need to say? I mean, again, we come in here. He does not need us. He speaks through us, right? He's got a plan and a purpose. We are coming in line with it, Amen? Amen? And we have heard this word multiple times over the weeks. Something is up, right? No kidding. You think? Look around our world. Of course he's up to something, right? All right, we've got a pretty good speaker today, so we're going to get here up right away. We have a really special guest speaker today right. who's
4: Not a guest; she's a mama of the house.
7: Um, I was thinking as everybody was giving their testimonies and sharing that, I guess we're a church that preaches, hey, (laughs) and uh, we all really we have the word of God in us, don't we? And, And we have the riches of heaven in us, and we never lack. Yeah, that's not the sermon. Um, <laughs> so this morning is going to be very unique. Um, I was saying in earlier service that when I started praying about sharing, actually a week ago, Sunday, um, <laughs> I saw this picture of the father sitting down, sort of with his like hands on his, el- his elbows, on his knees, and just going can I have a conversation with you, Jen? And um, this is what he asked me to do with you today, which is to open up a conversation with you about revival. And this time that we have together actually will only be as rich as you are willing to invest in it. So if you're holding back right now, that's as much as you're going to get. If if you find that you are willing to open your heart and push into this right now and engage with me, that's as much as you will get. And so I feel like the Father is like perched, waiting to give as much as you're willing to step in. And I have very little strength and very little wisdom for you, but collectively, when we stand in agreement together, we will find that that agreement will pull down heaven. And so I'm going to ask you to be very interactive. I'm going to ask you to be engaging. I'm going to ask you to be as present as you can for the next 400 hours that we're going to be here. Just kidding. Were you so excited when I said that? Yes? Okay. Mm. So here's how we're going to start. I'm going to ask you some questions. And I'm probably going to pick on some of you and make you give me your answers out loud over the microphone into the airwaves for the millions of people who are watching to hear. (laughs) Okay. So here's my first question for you. When you think of revival, what does it look like? And, and you know what? If you need to write it down, write it down. So, how are you acting? How are you thinking differently? What, is, what does your family look like? What does this church look like? What's happening in the city? when you think about revival. And if you don't hear anything or see anything right now, push in a little harder. Ask God to give you vision. Ask God to give you a picture. You know, we have prayed about and sung about revival for a long time. What were you thinking when you were singing that? When we were like, God, release your glory, let your glory fall, what did you see? What did you feel? What did you think? And so, I'm going to actually just go around, and um, I'm going to pick on some of you.
8: Curtis. Okay. Uh, (laughs) When I think about revival, the picture that I have is just, like, sustained high levels of grace. And using that definition of my that my dad gave a couple of weeks ago of grace, where grace is the desire and ability to do what God wants you to do. I don't know if you guys have ever experienced like a supernatural grace where it feels like wow I just I was able to like serve all of these people so much longer and I was able to like stay up later And I was able to like all those things that I just feel like revival is where we're at this Sustained level of grace the entire time and even grace like that grace that says okay now you need to sleep But now you're like back and able to function again and even that then that's supplemented by faith because we have to hear in order to have faith so that we know what it is that we need to do. We hear, and we have the grace both to hear that in the first place and then the grace to do it afterwards. And that's that consistent thing where we can just enter into that flow. That is what I think revival is.
7: So good. Pastor Ken.
9: In, army shirt. in my army shirt, yes. Yeah. And that's what I see. The army of the Lord is rising in the land. But who does he have? Broken hearts, confused minds at times, and yet a heart that's willing. A heart that's desiring and seeing that outside of God, our nation is destroyed. We destroy ourselves from the inside out. But God, from ancient times, just like we were digging those wells, his word is ever true from the foundation of the earth, from when he spoke This whole universe and universes that will still exist and and the expansion that's still coming. He spoke it and it still is working daily, every moment. And we acknowledge him in this. And so when I hear revival, it's, it's not a feeling, but it's like It's a knowing that the creator of all has just come and poured his love on a broken people. And all we have to do is say, I want you. I want you in my life. And that's what revives our hearts. It's a spiritual thing. It's a physical thing. It's a mental thing. It's an all-encompassing thing, and he's about to move, and when he moves, the earth trembles and shakes, and all we have to do is go, I believe. I believe this is you moving. I believe you are bringing seeds of hope and a future for everyone that calls on your name, so...
7: I'll probably just cry all morning (laughs) Jenna and Jim and Jimma
8: good old Jimma what
4: I see when I think of revival
8: is actually knowing what really matters And, and being consumed by what really matters and all of the other stuff just pales it just it just doesn't have the same pull and and
4: you know we we live in this world so you know there's jobs to go to and there's there's food to buy and make and and, and all of those things but the level of importance just
2: drops
4: when we can see him and so that's where we want to be
8: all the time we just want to be there cuz that's what matters mm-hmm.
7: Ben.
10: Sounds better than Jimma.
11: (laughs) (laughs) Just quickly, I need to say when Ben started talking about Jonah in the very dark place, I have that moment in my story. And I remember the Lord, (laughs) I remember the moment before I was saved. I was in the darkest day of my life, I was suicidal, I had had all the lights off in my bedroom. I was laying on the floor listening to some really dumb song. And the words in it were, it's always raining in my head. It's always raining in my head. And I just sat there crying on the floor. And I said, God, if you're real, I need you to help me. The moment ended. I went on with my day. And I got saved a month later. And so... The Lord's been reminding me (laughs) of that this morning and how the possibility of that happening is in the air, the weightiness of that, the encounter moments for others, and I have faith because it happened to me, so it is completely possible because as Bernice said, she feels like the least one in the room. I am the least one in the room. I feel that, so so how is it possible for me and not for others? So my faith goes out today. For the same thing that's happened to me to happen to others. Yes, yes. To me, the possibility of that is revival. Yes. And when I picture revival in my mind, when I think about it, I see myself standing in the corner of a very large room full of people. And everything is moving and completely enveloped in In it all. And I'm standing watching it and delighting in it. I don't even think I'm participating, but I'm observing it. And just the joy. And I'm sure that's how the Lord feels as he watches it, but partaking in the beauty of it. And I feel like as Jen, I was like, oh, Jen's not going to ask me good. (laughs) And then she did. But I felt like we hold a post. I hold a post. We all hold posts, and I believe that one person has to hold a post that many are supposed to hold. (laughs) And so revival is those ones coming in where we share holding posts together, and there's an ease where we can breathe. That's what I think revival is. There's strength in the collective faith of many. And so I think of many, many believers coming into a grace into the grace like Curtis said. And so God, that's my prayer, that my ones that are supposed to hold the post with me would come and I have no resentment because someone else held this post and then someone else was supposed to have this post but they're not, so I'm filling in. And I welcome the ones. I need my people to come and hold my post with me. We all need our post holders because we get tired holding the post by ourselves, <sighs> so that's what I see revival as.
10: Revival, uh, to me, is so sovereign. Chris, you've said it a few times. It's it's him. It's him. You know, I came along in Jenna's life a month later after she prayed that. I was just a piece. I did not change her life. But I was there. And I got to partake in it. And it gives me joy. And um, when I think of revival, we are actually in it. And I believe revival is normal. <laughs> and I believe it's actually so normal, it's really easy to miss. I believe revival is a culmination of suddenlies that aren't like this. Suddenly! And you're like, that's right. No, no. Suddenly. Suddenly. And there's a suddenly there and here and here. And if you missed it, you would miss that it was a suddenly. But it is a culmination of all of these ever, because nat- it has to play out in the natural So it's a culmination of these missable suddenlies. But this is where I believe revival sparks is we have the ability to see a suddenly and call out a suddenly and be aware of a suddenly. And as the body comes together and goes, there's a suddenly, there's a suddenly, there's all of a sudden the whole thing is we're full of suddenlies. Did you know that? And and so I, I will just say this. This it is so sovereign. And just as a testimony, this week on Monday, I woke up and I went downstairs at 5 a.m. and I sat in my chair, started doing work. And I'm with the Lord, but I'm doing my work. And that's why I've got my computer open, doing some Facebook marketing. And at 5 a.m. I get a Facebook phone call from a 19-year-old skater kid that I haven't talked to in four years. And he just starts sharing his life with me at 5 a.m. for an hour and a half. Okay. Bizarre. That's a suddenly. That is fire. That's fire. And that's not a revival flame in your face, but that is a flame. And even, but when you're in the moment and you go through that hour and 24 minutes and then it's over, all of a sudden it's normal. Because you just went through it. No. That's a suddenly, and that is proof that we're in revival. That is not bizarre. That is the Spirit of the Lord sovereignly moving in this young man at 5 in the morning that I need to call this guy and start sharing deep things about my life with the Spirit of God. People wanting to interact face-to-face with the Spirit of God, which is in us. And so I love the normality of revival and don't want to miss it.
7: Okay, I am going to pull on our uh, online viewers for a minute here. And I'm going to ask you to do something. I want you to type in the comments... When, when you think of revival, what does it look like? And I'm going to get um, Pastor Precious to come up. And he's going to read a couple of them.
4: Uh, first one, as revival is like being a foster parent, to love in season and out of season to surrogate. 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 Neither of us can speak today. Say that again. Yeah, that word. Something, usually I can read, something that is not ours, but is our responsibility. I got another one. Revival. Revival is God in his presence confirming his true messengers of God's word to prove it is him manifesting himself to win his people back to himself to save them from their sins. (sighs)
7: Sorry, where am I? (laughs) It just feels so like... ah. (laughs) Um, I feel like there's somebody else. Um... So, when I see revival, I see two
12: things. I see um, moms and dads rising up who never thought they were. And not, uh, not the kinds of moms and dads that some of us have had, um, but the kinds of moms and dads we need. Because the other thing I see is a great multitude of people, and they all heard the word, and they heard it as truth, and it was dropped in their soul like a dry bone. And it's just been resting there. But the moms and the dads, they have the living water. And when they release the living water over those dry bones, they rise up. And that great multitude, that's revival. And I, I know as I'm talking, some of you are thinking that's people that aren't here. Mm. But that's actually, some of you are here, some of you are in this room right now, some of you are listening online, and some of you have sat in these pews before, (sighs) and you heard the word, and you heard the truth, and it dropped in your soul like a dry bone. (sighs) This wasn't what I was asked, but I'm going to do it anyway. (laughs) And so I speak to those dry bones today and I say, rise up, find the sinew, find the muscle. Ah, We release the living water over you, rise up, rise up and be the army of the Lord, Ah, rise up. It is no longer time to sit. It is no longer time to hear the word like a dry bone released into your soul. It is a John, Ah, it is the first chapter of John, the word, (laughs) the word was with God, and the word was God, Ah, and then it put on its flesh and walked on the earth, and you are the word, so walk on the earth, Ah, rise up and walk, be the word on the earth. (laughs) (laughs)
2: She just said,
13: sorry. (laughs) For what? (laughs) (laughs) So when Jen said, or asked, what do you see when you think of revival, I saw this tree. And I saw myself as the tap that you put into a tree to get the sap out. (laughs) And as everyone kept on sharing he kept on showing me it starts as a, it's a big tree and he sticks a small tap in and i'm the tap and it's too small and it's not it's not working and yes i have to replace the tap with a bigger tap and i he's he's putting He's showing me how to change my tap to make it bigger, to make it better. Because when the tap is too small, it's just not working. It's getting gummed up. It's not, the sap's not coming out. It's not pouring out. And he's saying you need to grow your tap. Because I'm flowing out of you. I'm the tree, and I'm flowing out of you. But if you're not big enough, it's not going to come out right. So God, drop the plans of how to make the tap bigger into our hearts. Make us bigger taps for you.
4: There's a whole whack load more. Revival is seeing our hours of prayer and fasting coming to fruition and divine appointments suddenly. A lot of people surrendering to God. Revival looks like life. People who have been stuck in a dull gray existence being lit on fire by faith and carrying God for the first time, it's God's lighting. The change your spirit expectantly waits for. God filling people with life and passion for him, whether they know it or not. <laughs> Dry bones coming to life. That which was dead coming to life. Listening to those small words for others and releasing hope the prodigal's running home, the wonders of God's presence and glory.
2: Okay, terrified, so (laughs) follow me for a minute. So I've been reading, I just finished reading a Western book, and in a Western book, when you're on the road, you have dried meat with you because you can't afford to bring fresh stuff with you. And when I think of revival... It's rejuvenating it. You have this dry need, and you can take something away from that. Like You can still get something from it, but it's not until you add water, you add other things, you add other ingredients that you're able to save or that you're able to enjoy. And so as Christians, sometimes we're walking, and all we have is this heart. We're surviving, but we're not living. We're not thriving. We need God to, to add to it. We need him to add his presence, to add, add to what we're surviving off of. And secondary to that, you have people where they can't heart text too hard. They don't have the teeth for it. They don't have the, the jaw power for it. And so they can't partake with you. They end up withering and dying. And by bringing God in, by creating this, you're able to feed others. You're able to bring them in. You're able to savor and yeah. share. Yeah. And more people are able to experience it. Yeah.
7: Well, and thank you for counting the cost and speaking that out. It costs to engage, doesn't it? It costs to engage. And it costs for us to stay engaged as they engage, right? Okay, I'm going to read you a couple things. There was a list. I found this on the internet. You know, you can find really interesting things on the internet, and not just cat videos, apparently. (laughs) Um, But these are uh, definitions of revival from revivalists. Ooh. God's quickening visitation of his people, touching their hearts and deepening his work of grace in their lives. The sovereign act of God in which he restores his own back l- backsliding people to repentance, faith, and obedience. The awakening or quickening of God's people to their true nature and purpose. <sighs> The return of the church from her backslidings and the conversion of sinners. It goes on and on and on. It is hooray. I want to read you two scripture verses that um, God has been. Do you ever find that um, there are scripture verses that chase you down? Or scripture verses that um, you'll sit with for weeks or months or even years and it seems like every time you sit and visit with them, encounter them, um, they become more real. And there's been these two scripture verses that I literally cannot get away from. It's like God has married me to them. And I felt today that these were the two scripture verses that I wanted to undergird us as a people for what is next. So the first, first one is Acts chapter 2, verse 1. And if you have a Bible, open it up and, and read with me. When the day of Pentecost came, they were all together in one place. Um, and, and you know, there's one version, I can't remember which one, it says all together in one accord. Like what we were just doing here. We were sharing as one our vision And we were agreeing with one another in one accord. Suddenly, a sound like the blowing of a violent wind came from heaven and filled the whole house where they were sitting. They saw what seemed to be tongues of fire that separated and came to rest on each of them. All, all of them were filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak in other tongues as the Spirit enabled them. And I cannot get away from this. This is my picture of revival. I can't do revival without you. I just can't. Yeah. Hebrews 12.1 Therefore, since we are surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses, let us also lay aside every weight, every sin which clings so closely and let us run with endurance the race that is set before us. The other thing that's been happening, and <laughs> I said this in the morning service, I hope it doesn't sound creepy, <laughs> but I feel like the great cloud of witnesses has begun to push into the earth and is asking us not to become entangled They are cheering us on and asking of us that we would agree with them that this would not just be a work of earth but of heaven and that we would fix our eyes on the author and the perfecter of our faith. And I can feel them and hear them pushing us forward because they have a vantage point we do not. And Lately, God has been sending me watchmen, and we 've been talking, and they keep saying the same thing over and over again: Revival is coming, revival is coming, revival is coming, revival is coming. Keep awake, keep alert, listen for the sound of revival. be prepared, be ready, don't get entangled um, i I wore yellow today because For me, yellow is the color of revival. And one of the things that I wanted to do was just stand here and say, I want to be clothed in revival. I want to be clothed in revival with you. I want us to be having conversations with God about revival. And he is asking us to converse with him about this. I'm going to ask you a few more questions and then we're going to pray together. When you think about revival, how have you allowed the past year and the experience of COVID to prepare you? How have we allowed this time of testing to prepare us? How have we allowed it and used it to cause us to love one another deeper, to draw closer, to judge less, to speak in love more? to see one another through the eyes of the Lord and the great cloud of witnesses. And I feel like before we pray together, we just need to cast off anything from the past year that is entangling us and holding us back. We need to do it together. Anything from the past year. If you have been defiled... Let God come and cleanse you. Let him have a conversation with you about that. If you've been discouraged, if you've been disheartened, disheartened, either is good. Because this past year was for us. It was God having a conversation with us about revival. And now he's sitting down, looking at us in the face and saying, can we talk about revival? Are you ready? So the other piece around the great cloud of witnesses is I feel such a weight and not, not a bad weight for those who are coming behind us. And I'm asking myself, along with my conversation with the Lord, with revival in this place, what will we be teaching them? what we'll be modeling to them. How will we interact with them? How will we interact with the Lord? How will we interact with one another? And I feel like as we lean into heaven and as we allow those great cloud of witnesses to cheer us on and to admonish us, we're laying ground for who's coming behind us. Who's coming after us? And I'm wondering if you're feeling the weight of that at all. That it's not about you. And it's not about me. It's about him and who's coming behind us. Therefore, since we're surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses, let us also lay aside every weight and sin which clings so closely, and let us run with endurance the race that is set before us. So, I have been listening over and over and over again to this YouTube song. Well, it's it's a song that's on YouTube. Um, And uh, the first part of the song... She's singing Hosanna, and um, Melody was so sweet to send me this, and I'm going to read it to you. How many of you know what Hosanna means? The word Hosanna is from Hebrew, related to Aramaic, meaning save, rescue, Savior. In the Hebrew Bible, it is only used in verses such as help or save, I pray. Please, Adonai, save us. Please, Adonai, rescue us. So the beginning of the song, she's singing Hosanna. And you know, in the past, I've thought of Hosanna as those, what are those leaves again? Palm leaves, I'm like, yay, Jesus on a donkey. And actually, it was the people crying out, save us. Collectively, that's what we're talking about. When, when you confess your vision of what revival will look like, We are asking him to come and save us. And so she sings Hosanna, but then there's this this, um, prophetic thing that she sings at the end about the great cloud of witnesses. And every time I listen to it, I come under just the glory of God and my vision is expanded to revival. And It's time, it's time. (laughs) It's time to usher it in. And so I'd like to ask us, we've shared together, we've agreed together, we've been in one accord, and now I would ask that we would pray together. This song is seven minutes long, and it was interesting, when I looked at how many minutes it was, I was like, oh, seven, the number of completion. And so here's what I'm going to ask you to do. I'm going to ask you to pray for seven straight minutes about the conversation you just had with God about revival. And as this song plays, it's not necessarily to sit and watch it, but near the end, I would say, receive the anointing of it, but pray unto completion. And, and we're going to engage in a conversation with God about revival I thank you for this shift in the atmosphere father I thank you for your great cloud of witnesses I thank you for the vision that you've given these people for such a time as this and we agree with one another but we agree with you most increase our vision of revival Increase our idea and understanding of what it sounds like, looks like, feels like, acts like. I pray, God, that we would not be the same after today. Thank you for this atmosphere. Thank you, God. Thank you that you've opened up the conversation with us about revival. And that whenever we want, we can come to you and talk about revival with you. And you have all the answers And we receive them today into our hearts, into our spirits, into our minds. I speak revival into this city in Jesus' name. Let it come in Jesus' name. I thank you. Thank you for engaging today. Thank you for participating today. Thank you for bringing your hearts and your vision and your spirits. I bless you online. Thank you for engaging the way that you did, for bringing language to revival, for bringing language of heaven. And and we're going to just continue praying because the people are pushing in to do that. And so what I'm going to do is I'm going to bless you online and release you in Jesus' name.